I'm Vanessa Pritchard. Welcome to this podcast from Keep Believing Ministries. Today's message was given by Dr. Ray Pritchard. At Keep Believing Ministries, we want to encourage and equip people to keep believing in Jesus. You can find us online at www.keepbelieving.com. Stay tuned for this special podcast. This is Holy Week. I want to talk to you now for just a few minutes on the topic, if Christ came to Dallas, if Christ came to Dallas, this is Holy Week, it is the best time of the year for us as Christians, you know we Christians, we disagree, we argue about everything, we, we divide about everything, but here's a week when Christians of all stripes come together, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday. It is a wonderful season of the year. This is the week when everything we believe comes true. I had a friend some years ago, dear friend of mine, who died during Holy Week. And and I preached his funeral. And after his funeral, some people said, oh, isn't that so sad to die during Holy Week? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's the best week to die. It always ends with the resurrection. Everything we believe comes true this week. Now, Palm Sunday. We all know the general outline. Jesus riding on the donkey, coming into Jerusalem. The children with the palm branches. uh, Hosanna, 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 they cried. Blessed is He who comes in the name of of the Lord. We know that. We know we know that story. One verse, one verse from that story I want to bring to your attention. The triumphal entry, which is Palm Sunday, it's found in Matthew 21. Verse 10 is the last verse of the Palm Sunday section of the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus has come in. He's been riding the donkey. The crowds are cheering. Hosanna! 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 And look at verse 10. Matthew 21. When He entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? Who is this? Here we have a remarkable moment in history. A whole city. That's what it says. The whole city was stirred up. A whole city is thinking about Jesus. You know, don't you? Not all moments are created equal. There is time, and then there's time. The Greek recognizes this. There's chronos time. Chronos is the time on the clock. It's the time on my watch. It's the passing of the seconds, the minutes, the hours, and the day. Chronology from chronos. That's one kind of time. There's another word for time in the Greek language. It's kairos. K-A-I-R-O-S. It's a special moment. It's a unique moment. Chronos is just the passing of the hours. Kairos is a moment in history that will not be repeated. This is a kairos moment. Jesus comes to Jerusalem. And here for one crystallized moment, the whole city is stirred up. James Russell Lowell, 
wrote these words, Once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide in the strife of truth and falsehood for the good or evil side. As Jesus enters Jerusalem on Sunday of Passion Week, riding on a donkey, welcomed by the cheering crowds, the people don't know what to make of it. Over many centuries in Jerusalem, they thought they had seen it all. And they had. Until Jesus showed up that day. They had never seen anything like that. Now the translators of Matthew 21.10 handle the city's reaction in different ways. They say Jerusalem was stirred, excited, moved, shaken, trembling, in an uproar, in turmoil, in shock, and, I like this one, unnerved. Unnerved. Jesus does that to people. He shakes people up. He makes people tremble. He causes them to get in an uproar. Jesus, Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but what? A sword. Jesus is unnerving. Love Him or hate Him. Crown Him or crucify Him. You cannot stay neutral forever. And that certainly is the key application for Palm Sunday have to decide. You've got to make up your mind. So now Jesus has come into the city. Wild confusion reigns. The king has come. What will the people do? The answers are not hard to find. The disciples praise him openly. The children praise him innocently. The leaders plot against him. The crowds cheer him, but they don't understand him. The city is curious, stirred up, but uncommitted. So I ask myself, What would happen today? What would happen today if Jesus came to London or Paris or Singapore or Rio or Lagos or Berlin? Would those cities experience a similar reaction? What if Jesus came to Chicago or Miami or Houston or Honolulu or Boston? And I just was thinking last night, what if He came to Dallas? I was just trying to think about this. Jesus on a donkey coming down North Central Expressway. (laughs) What would we do? What would we do if Jesus came to Dallas? I am sure someone would take a selfie with Jesus and post it on Instagram Someone else would come along and start tweeting reactions from bystanders and then they would compare it to reactions to Miley Cyrus singing The Climb at the big march in Washington yesterday. And they would say something like this, Miley Cyrus wows the crowd. Reaction to Jesus divided. Both parts of that statement would be true. You see... Vast crowds had gathered in Jerusalem for the Passover, but as rumors about this rabbi from Nazareth swept the narrow streets, everyone had a theory. He's a good man. He's a fraud. He worked miracles. He faked it somehow. His followers understood him. No, they were deluded. Could he be the Messiah? That's crazy talk. Why did he ride a donkey? Why did the people shout, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so the city 
is all stirred up. What can we learn from this citywide curiosity about Jesus first? We learn something about the hunger inside every human heart. It reminds us there is a God-shaped vacuum inside every heart. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He, God, has put eternity inside every heart. And it was St. Augustine who prayed, Our hearts long to know You. We were made to know You. We were born to know You. And our hearts are restless until they find rest in You. People want to know. There is something in us. We want to know the God who made us. What I'm saying is, the people who are in nobody's church this morning, not Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, Presbyterian, Lutheran, all over the city of Dallas and all across America, the people who are in no church on Palm Sunday, still, they are made in the image of God. And there is something on the inside that makes them want to know. They want to answer to the three great questions of life. Where did I come from? Why am I here? Where am I going? And so the reaction to Jesus reveals the hunger inside every heart. People want to know the God who made them. And nothing apart from God will ever fill the vacuum in the human heart. Second, second, we learn from this little story, spiritual opportunity does not last Forever. In that moment. Crystallized in time. An entire city was thinking about Jesus. That's what Matthew says. The whole Jerusalem had a question. The whole city. It's like the whole city is waving their hands. I got a question. I got a question. Who is this man? His destiny and theirs, though they did not realize it, hung in the balance. That moment would not come again. By the way, did you know there is a biblical term for this kairos moment? It appears in the Old Testament. It appears in the New Testament. It's called, watch this, a day of visitation. A day of visitation. It's a moment in time where God breaks into history and visits His people in mercy, in warning, with salvation, and with judgment. This, Jesus, I don't have to even think about it. Jesus Himself said, O Jerusalem, if only you had understood who was coming to you. If only you had recognized the day of your visitation. This was a biblical day of visitation when God revealed Himself in a powerful way to His people. In this case, He sent His own Son who entered the city of Jerusalem as King Jesus. I remember some years ago watching American Idol. I don't know, four or five years ago. And and it was one of those episodes where they had this super-duper music producer I'd say his name if I could remember it. But super duper music producer who had made multiple millions taking young people who could sing and and merchandising their talent. And he was talking to the contestants on American Idol. And this, when he did this, it just gripped me. He said, here is the question. Here's the moment. He said, you all want fame and fortune. He said, but fame is like this. And he did his finger 
in front. And he said, it passes in front of you for just a moment. And you either grab it or it is gone forever. What is true in the music realm is true in the spiritual realm. Spiritual opportunities don't last forever. There's a third thing we learn from this. To be uncommitted. To be uncommitted. To sit on the fence is ultimately to be opposed to Jesus. You can't sit on the fence forever. And so many people in Dallas, they're not, quote, bad people. They're not shooting up places. They're not drug dealers. They're not killing people. But they're sitting on the fence. They don't hate Jesus. They just don't love Him. Maybe they were raised in the church. Maybe they like the Bible. Maybe they admire Jesus. But they've never made a personal commitment. Consider these words of Danish philosopher Soren Kierkegaard. Quote, The truth must essentially be regarded as in conflict with the world. The world has never been so good and will never become so good that the majority will ever desire the truth. What a thought that is. What a thought. On Palm Sunday, the truth rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. Although the crowds cheered the truth, beneath the surface, a conflict was raging. The majority did not want the truth that day, nor have they wanted the truth on any day since that day. On Sunday, on Sunday, the city was transfixed by Jesus. On Friday, He was crucified outside the city walls. When Jesus came, He was visiting His people. He showed Himself in word and deed to be the mighty Son of God from heaven, the long-awaited Messiah. His own people would not listen. My friends, if we do not respond to God's call, we will one day face His judgment. If we brush away His blessings, we will answer for it eventually. If we think we have forever to say yes to Jesus, one day we will be rudely surprised. Fourth, we learn from this. Enthusiasm is good. It is never enough. Enthusiasm is good. It is never enough. It's good to think about Jesus. It's better to follow Him. It's good to be excited about Jesus. It's better to commit your life to Him. One day long ago, a great city trembled with excitement when Jesus came to town. They even asked the right question. Who is this? But they never cared enough to discover the right answer. Spiritual excitement is good but only if it leads you on to the truth. And finally, our greatest need is not to believe, but to be brave. Our greatest need, our greatest need, is not to believe, but to be brave. There's a time to think and a time to decide. There's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's a time to discuss and a time to make up your mind. Palm Sunday reminds us, each of us, sooner or later, must make up our minds about Jesus Christ. He comes again and again to the human heart. Each time, a verdict must be rendered. Look! 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 
It's Palm Sunday. Jesus has come to Dallas. Your King has come. What will you do? Will you join with those who crucified Him? Or will you join with those who cry out, Hosanna! 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 Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. When the time comes to take sides with Jesus, all you need is courage to do the right thing. And that's why I say the Palm Sunday invitation is not to believe, but to be brave. May God help us not just to believe, but to be brave enough to stand up and be counted with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, grant that our excitement might be matched by a desire to know the truth, lest we get stirred up and somehow miss Jesus altogether. And so when He comes today and every day, may we not just believe, but be brave to say, Jesus is my Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. We pray it in His name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. This podcast is made possible through the support of listeners like you. Come see us on the internet at www.keepbelieving.com. We'd love to hear from you this week. Join us for the next podcast from Keep Believing Ministries.